Young Women in Words, as is aired on YouTube, Google Play, and podcasts. And Yay. as always, is my lovely co-host, uh, Michelle. Hello. Apologies for this. Oh, you have, you are totally um, forgiven for that because you're working on your capstone project to, to actually graduate. So you can look out however you want. It's been a very busy week. My whole paper project is due on Sunday. And for some reason, um, when Rich goes to work, he, he wakes up at 3.45, and he's usually out the door by 4.30. I used to wake up around 6. I have been waking up at 3.45 with him, and I've been working from, like, 4 to 7 when the kids wake up. Oh, man. So I was <laughs> – before we started, I told Rich, I said, wake me up in 10 minutes. I need a 10-minute nap before <laughs> before I go upstairs. <laughs> well, what wine are you drinking tonight? Because you obviously really need to enjoy yourself. I am drinking a barefoot Moscato, and I am actually Ooh. barefoot, so it works. Oh, yes. I think you have to be barefoot to drink that wine. It was on barefoot. I, I can't like Moscato. I've tried, and I just can't do it. It's way too sweet for me. It is really sweet. I'm not really the biggest fan of it either, but Rich likes it, so I bought it to drink with him. And I can't leave an open bottle of wine in the fridge, so I had to finish it. <laughs> well, I am drinking a Sauvignon Blanc called Delish, and it is really delish. <laughs> and it I lives up to its name. Yes, it's um, refreshingly. It's lighter. It's a little sweeter than I normally do, but it's not so sweet like Moscato sweet. Mm -hmm. So it's got this nice fresh taste. So it's a it's like a dessert wine for me. Mm -hmm. I'm also like consuming these things. Mm. Like I'll, I'll be so happy when they're all gone. I could actually throw it away, but no. At the moment, I'm realizing that up in our upstairs bedroom, my husband decided to eat his lunch there today for some reason, and he left a Wiener Schnitzel wrapper, wrapper there. And the wrapper, I thought I put it out of the dog's reach. I was like, oh, I'll throw this away in a minute. I thought it was out of the dog's reach, but right now I can hear her tearing it up in the bed. Hopefully he's <laughs> in the bed, because oh, no. it wasn't out of his reach. <laughs> I do that with things with the kids, where I'm like, oh, he can't get that. And no, he totally can. Mm -hmm. So it's it's scary to, to see them getting taller, and you you start slowly start moving your decorations higher and higher up on the bookshelf. <laughs> when Fizzgig was a puppy, she used to take all the little decorations we had, like, in the bottom shelf. We had these decorations. He had like these fossilized uh, bullets from the Civil War and Ooh. these little metal cannons. And when Fizzgig was a puppy, she would pick them up and she would bring them to me. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then pick it up and set it aside. And she'd bring more to me. And eventually she cleared off the whole shelf. This is about in the span of a day. And she just went and curled up in the shelf itself with the books. Oh, <laughs> so she cleaned off the shelf for herself. That's so, so she could sit cute. With the books and watch the window. <laughs> well, so this past Sunday, 
Diana and I had a religious experience. Well, it was probably just religious. Well, it was religious for you. I mean, I, it wasn't, I had been there already. The, when I went there for my birthday, because we went to Universal Studios to go see Hogsmeade. Yes. And I went for my birthday. So that was just like amazing as a Harry Potter fan on your birthday going there. We went on Sunday. It was a whole group of us, and it was amazing. It was – words cannot describe. I could have – I mean, we did stay there pretty much until they closed. Yeah. But it was wonderful. It felt like you walked inside the movie when you walked into the Hogsmeade. They – I really would love to, to have been able to watch the concept meeting when they sat down and decided that they were going to build Harry Potter World because – I don't think the word budget was brought up once during mm -hmm. those meetings. No. Now, only thing is, we build it, they will come. I'm sure they've made their money back tenfold. Oh my gosh! It, the detail. I mean, ugh, I want to go again mm -hmm. immediately. <laughs> That's why we got the the pass, and I found out they they changed their passes, so there's the. The annual pass that we had that I, we bought in October and expires in February. Apparently, on the day of my birthday, the day after I bought my passes, they came out with a new one for SoCal, which is good for nine months. Hmm. So I would have lasted longer. Well, so, damn. Yeah. So, but we still have it till February, and I'm going again on December 10th. Hmm. So, friends. Well, we, it was just. It was a whole group of Harry Potter fans and one of our girlfriends who has never seen, she's seen one of the movies and hasn't read any of the books. So she was duly impressed, but she didn't, <laughs> she didn't catch everything like the way that we were catching it. Well, she's, she's our sweet little Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, she after we left, she's like, "I'm gonna go watch the movies now. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch them all now." I didn't think it would be something that I would like, but I really like them. Yeah, it was incredible, and the um, frozen butterbeer. Oh my god! Frozen butterbeer with Jameson was amazing. Yeah, the seven dollar shot that they made you buy to add into it was not, but. It tastes so good. <laughs> well, at least we weren't like Kaylin, our friend, who got the rum and then spilled half of it all over the table. Yeah, I missed that. I probably would have cried. <laughs> she did. But in honor of my religious experience at Harry Potter World and and um, we've got fantastic pieces where to find them coming out on this weekend. Thank you. I, okay, I just <laughs> saw a preview for it for the first time maybe a couple days ago. I know. I'm way behind the curve. Oh, my God. But the nice thing about it is seeing a preview for the first time like two days ago, I only have to wait four days for this movie to come out. So. I had Unlike you saw the first preview like six months ago, or if not more, and going, oh my god, is it November yet? Oh my god, is it November yet? Because it's everything I I would ever want. 
in a Harry Potter movie. It's set in the 19... Is it either the 1920s or the 1930s? It looks like the 20s with the Art Deco stuff, but it could very well be the 1930s. Yeah, it totally looks mm -hmm. like the 20s. I don't really... I didn't haven't read the book, so I don't know... It's not a book. There's no book on it. This okay. isn't a... This is straight to movie. Okay, see, thank you, because that... I kept thinking, uh, why don't I remember anyone talking about this book? That's why there's no book. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I love the actors in it. I've I've seen headlines about Johnny Depp coming into it, and not everyone is happy about that. Yeah, you know, I'm torn by that because Johnny Depp. I've been a long time Johnny Depp fan, and he's got a lot of controversy surrounding him right now with all the stuff going on in that relationship gone bad, which I'm not even going to touch at the moment. So he comes with baggage as an actor. And then on top of it, just his acting ability, everything he does is over the top. Mm -hmm. You have Edward Scissorhands Johnny. You've got Jack Sparrow Johnny. Um, which, you know, he's been Jack Sparrow for so long that I, I feel like I would have a hard time taking Jack Sparrow out of him and seeing him in a new role. And this mm -hmm. is... Because I love him as Jack Sparrow, and I love Edward Scissorhands, and I love the, almost everything that he's done. Like, Ed Wood. I really loved him in Ed Wood, that weirdness. I love Crybaby. Oh. It's such a horrible movie. I love and him it's in so Chuck a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> The only one I didn't like him in was um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I didn't like that movie either. I didn't. They they just made him too weird. But I mean, it was a Tim Burton movie, so really, what did we expect? But even even still, in a Tim Burton movie, I mean, you saw him in um, you, when you did that brooding stuff when he was in um, oh Sweeney Todd. He was good in Sweeney Todd. Yeah. He was good in Sweeney Todd, so, I mean, just because it's Tim Burton doesn't mean it's necessarily creepy. It's the way he portrayed the character with purple gloves and about a hair's breadth away from becoming Michael Jackson. <laughs> I just, you know, Willy Wonka is such, you know, Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka, and no one can ever touch him. I feel like that was one movie that they just never should have redone. Yes, I will agree with you on that. There are a number of movies out there that they should never have redone, and that one is the number one. There is no reason to redo it. No. I mean, I don't know. But at the same time, if you're going to redo Willy Wonka, really, who I'll, I, I don't even know who I would have. But that's the thing. Gene Wilder did it so well because Gene Wilder, in his acting ability, he can go from normal to insane, crazy, neurotic, and. Point three seconds, really, when it comes down to it. Because he had this way of being normal and then talking normal, then all of a sudden being like, oh my god, we're gonna die! <laughs> I just I just love him. I mean, Willy Wonka and Blazing Saddles are probably the two best Gene Wilder movies. No, no, no. Willy Wonka and Young Frankenstein. Mm. Okay, I'll give I'll give you that one, but Blazing Saddles is in the top three. That's the top it three definitely right is. there. Yes, yes, it is. We can agree on that. Willy Wonka being number one. Yes. Number two, being, being in Frankenstein, and then number three, Blazing Saddles. Agreed. 
Okay, good. Now that that is settled, we need to talk about our lists for Harry Potter. Yes. Michelle and I have determined that we had to rank all seven of the original books. And the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a book in and of itself separate from this. Um, we're going to call that the extended universe of Harry Potter. <laughs> with, with Star Wars, you have the extended universe. With Harry Potter, we have the extended universe, which will be the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And the Cursed Child. And did I read that, that correctly, that there are going to be five movies for the Fantastic Beasts? You did read that correctly. They sure know how to drag that out, don't they? Oh, it's, I'm sure it's not necessarily going to be dragged out, but I think it's going to be a really big, big thing leading up to something huge within the Harry Potter world that they've at least referenced in the original books. Yeah. And um, is a young Dumbledore supposed to be in this? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming so, since the character that Johnny Depp is playing is... Um, Oh, what's his face? Uh, Dumbledore's best friend. It started with a G. I can't place it oh, now. I can't um, remember. I thought it was supposed to be his his boyfriend or something. Cause was it his boyfriend? We, I mean, the we, people. Yeah. We determined that Dumbledore was gay, right? Like J.K. Rowling confirmed that. Yeah, he's bisexual because he was married in the books. Oh, that's right. But yeah, he had a romantic relationship with this guy. Well, I I might have to. As soon as I turn in my capstone project, I might sneak off and go sit in a dark movie theater with a peppermint mocha and and cry and I'm watch the movie. See it. I, I'm I'm gonna see it Sunday. It's gonna kill me to wait till Sunday, but Ryan really wants to see it, and I can't go see it without him. And that's all Saturday afternoon and evening to myself. So I think I'm gonna have. I need to catch up on writing and laundry and dishes. You know, the three uh, priorities in this house. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm gonna spend Saturday afternoon and evening actually just watching all of the Harry Potter movies in preparation for Fantastic Beasts. I think that's gonna have to be done. And I have to look up the Dumbledore's best friend's name so that we know who it is. Cause it's gonna bug me now for the rest of the episode until I know. Well, we can fact check. Um, I'm pulling up. It's Godric. 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 That's right. Yeah. I, it just came to me, and I was like, okay. I'm trying to see. Because I'll have to wait through all of this stuff, and we'll just go with Godric, even though I might not be right. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't have time to go through uh, Harry Potter Wiki. <laughs> so, Michelle, tell me. Let's rank your books, your, your seven books. Let's see how you ranked, okay. and then we'll go through mine. So my from absolute favorite to least favorite, I have The Deathly Hallows is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll stop until you're done. <laughs> uh, the Deathly Hallows, then um, the – it almost goes backwards, to be honest. The Deathly Hallows, The Order of the Phoenix, the Half-Blood Prince, The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Goblet of Fire, The Philosopher's Stone, and The Chamber of Secrets. Okay, my favorite to, my favorite to least favorites. This is going to be a fun discussion. My favorite is The Prisoner of Azkaban. 
followed by the Sorcerer's Stone, then the Goblet of Fire, which is book four, then book six, the Half-Blood Prince, then book two, the Chamber of Secrets. My sixth to last favorite, my second to last favorite, Deathly Hallows, and then my absolute least favorite is Order of the Phoenix. Really? <laughs> That's why when you were reading through your list, I was like, really? Okay. So tell me, why is Deathly Hallows your favorite? And I'll tell you why it sticks on my list. Well, I mean, number one, it wraps everything up, which I like. But there's, so there's a personal reason, like a story surrounding why I like it so much. And that was when I was like, I was 21 years old. I was living in this shoebox of an apartment in upstate New York. And my ex-fiance and I were super into Harry Potter. And we couldn't wait for this book to come out. And we didn't have enough money to buy two copies of the book. And neither of us was willing to wait while the while the other one read it first. So we would go, I think for like four days straight, we went to Barnes and Noble and just went there and we each grabbed a copy and we read for like hours until we finished this book. So that was just like a cute little thing that, that we did. And it's just like a really a fond memory. But... I just, like, I love Neville in that book, and I love, I, I can still remember seeing Mrs. Weasley when she fought Bellatrix in, in the book, you know, she says, you know, not my daughter, you bitch, and it was in all capitals, and I think it's, like, the only curse word in the entire seven books, and... I just love how strong all the characters were. Like, it took seven books for all these characters to find their strength and find, you know, what they believe in and what they're willing to fight for and what they're willing to die for. And, but, and then, you know, you have all the character deaths, which is awful. And I hated reading about how um, Lupin and Tonks were laid next to each other with their hands stretched out towards each other. But I think that's why I like it so much because it was just a culmination of, you know, everything we've been training for. <laughs> See, the reason why it's so low for me is because so much of the book is boring. Because mm -hmm. you have them in the woods trying to get this stuff and that stuff that that last part was really great and it would have been a better book if that was more of the book yeah that was just the last what third of the book mm -hmm. and it, it was like a slog just trying to get to that point to the very last part of it so that's why i have it so low on my list was just that that part where they're in the woods and they're gonna get these horcruxes and they're still in the woods, and they're going to get more Hogwarts. And, oh, look, Harry and Ron are fighting again. <laughs> my God, there was not a – I don't think there was a book where they weren't fighting, really. Was there? Mm -hmm. No. I mean, they're teenagers, so. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. They're crying out loud. 
So yeah, that's why it was the, the second to last on my list. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban is the first on my list because, I mean, Sirius Black. What Harry Potter fangirl does not have a crush on Sirius Black? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For those of you who are just listening to us, Michelle is quite pink at the moment because, yes, she has a crush well, on Sirius Black. And they couldn't, in the movies, they couldn't have cast him better with... um. Help me out here. Allman. <laughs> yeah, Gary Allman? Yes, Gary Allman. Thank you. That That is exactly how I pictured him. And he is, ugh. And he's that bad boy. He's the wizarding bad boy. He is. And he's, he's the, Harry's last family member. And he, and he transforms into a dog. And I'm a dog he, person. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I love dogs. And he can transform into a dog. That's like match made in heaven. And like a giant black dog that no one will mess with. So. And you could totally cuddle with that easily. Yes. For the days when you want to cuddle with a dog on in there, you can transform back into a guy. For the days you want to cuddle with a dude, it all works out. That would be an awkward request, though. Honey, I really feel like cuddling with a dog. Can you just, you know... <laughs> Can you, can you do that? That thing you do? Babe, you're annoying me right now in your human form. Can you just go to dog form? Because I'd like you much better as that. Hmm? It would help if you didn't talk right now. What married woman has not had that cross their mind? What married man has not have, had that cross his mind? <laughs> Except I would transform into a cat. I would transform into a dachshund, I think. Or a chihuahua, depending upon the mood. I would just, I would just knock shit off everything. Like, oh, you don't want me to talk? Okay, we'll see what happens. Oh, I'd be, I'd do the little dog thing and just bark at everything. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the mailman. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking to the squirrel that was in the tree. That's what I'm talking to. I am talking to this speck of dust that is on the floor and annoying me. My shadow moves, so now I have to bark at it. <laughs> <laughs> Still not talking to you. No, no, I called my shadow an asshole, not you. <laughs> so, where was Half Blood Prince on yours? It was halfway through. Halfway through. I love that one because that was when you started to learn not a ton, but you got a little bit of an insight into Sirius. Oh, not Sirius, um, Severus. Oh, Severus. Well, what I liked about uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, why it was on the top of my list, besides Sirius Black, because, you know, the world doesn't always run a revolve around him, um, it was also because you got a backstory. You got more depth in the, of the wizard world. You, you got to see beyond what Harry got to see, and you got a history of his parents and what his parents did and why his parents ended up dying. Mm -hmm. so you got that wonderful backstory. And Half Book Prince... Um, it was, I, you know, if I could have put it up higher, I probably would have. I mean, in retrospect, I might change it with, might change it to number two and Sorcerer's Stone to number four. Because with the Half-Blood Prince, yeah, like you say, you get more backstory. You get to see why Severus made the 
sacrifices that he made and you find out Harry's really a little shit. He is, you know, he, his dad that, you know, obviously his parents are wonderful people and they loved him and not saying anything bad. about Every child thinks that way of their parents, unless their parents an abusive, is an abusive dick. Odds are you're going to think that way of your parents. Your parents are wonderful, that they love you and they, they can do no wrong. So but his dad dog, was like, kind his dad of a was a bully. His dad was a complete and total bully to Severus. And then Lily goes and falls in love with him. The one kind person he had, the one friend he had, goes and falls in love with his bully. How messed up is that? And you have Flood Prince is back when you still didn't know. Like, there were moments when you thought, okay, Snape is totally good. Mm -hmm. He's both keeping it on Harry and then like 10 pages later you'd be like oh no he's 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 bad he's evil yeah but um but I love and I love that she did that for the entire series like is he good is he bad is he good do we hate him no we love him because he's Snape and then Harry realizes that he he, he missed out that he, you know, that he had the respect for this, of this man, little, that this man was so much more than he gave him credit for. And you, you get that sense of lost opportunity where mm -hmm. you take for granted this person who's been in your life and everything that they've done for you, but yet you don't, you don't appreciate them for what they did. They're, they're always cast as a villain in your eye. Yeah. I think... We were talking about this when we were in line for one of the rides was what was the hardest Harry Potter death that you had to cope with. And I said, I said it was serious. Serious was, was the hardest one for me. I, that was, yeah. Cause you had this sense of hope that Harry was going to, he was going to finally have his family. He was going to be able to move away from, the Dursleys and live in the magical realm forever, and then Severus dies, or Sirius dies. But at the same time, he couldn't be with Sirius though too. So I mean, you kind of you had the hope that he would be able to, but then at the same time, you knew that that wasn't actually going to happen. But I think Severus dying. I think we just took for granted the fact that he was always going to be there in Harry's life in some way. That he was. Mm -hmm. Whether for good or for bad, he was going to be there. Yeah. I think for, and I can't remember if this was in the book. I'm pretty sure it was also. But for, in the, um, it was Order of the Phoenix that Sirius dies, right? No. Sirius, Sirius Black. Yes, it was Order of the Phoenix. I'm sorry, I did take it back. The last book on my list. The one I don't dislike the most. I that was when everything started to pick up like it's it started that's when like it started building towards the war um but that's when it changed from being a children's book to being a teenage angst book yeah that is true but it kind of had to in in a way because they were getting older and they were starting to hit the you know oh okay I had to get the dogs off my lap. I don't know about with River, but periodically they just sit there and they just like to lick. It's like, no, just yeah. stop. I can't deal with you right now. 
So yeah, they're off the left. They've lost left. Oh, religious. <laughs> what were saying? Um, oh, well, it kind of had to move from a, a children's book into like the teenage angsty years because that's that's where they were. But Siri, when Sirius was fighting, like there was Harry and him were fighting side by side. They were fighting the Death Eaters, and right before he died. And I'm pretty sure this was in the book as well. I don't think they added this to the movie. Um, but I can just see it happening in the movie. Um, Sirius yells, good one, James. And that's like, ugh. It does happen in the book where he accidentally calls him James. And it's just like, oh, my God, you feel like you're with your best friend again. And uh -huh. that's, that's just, it just broke my heart. Yeah, you know. Order of the Phoenix was last on my list because through most of it, I had this overwhelming sense of powerlessness um, that they're fighting this uphill battle that just really wasn't, they weren't winning. And I hated, hated Dolores Umbridge. Oh Her my God. Pink, fluffy, everything. Ugh. Yeah, For the longest time we didn't own that movie, and Ryan and I were doing the whole series. And he's like, why don't we own that movie? And I was like, because I hate it. Because I hate her. <laughs> and he was like, We're gonna, we have to buy the movie. We can't watch the whole series without it. And I was like, all right, fine, you win. But yeah, I just, I hated her. Absolutely hated her. Have you seen those memes of Voldemort and Umbridge next to each other? And it was like, admitted, admit it, you hated her more than you hated Voldemort. And it's true. <sighs> oh. Yeah. I suppose so. Okay, what was the last one on your list again? The Chamber of Secrets. Okay, why was it last on your list? Well, and I know that I'm probably going to piss off a whole lot of Harry Potter people right now. I didn't like Ginny when she was younger, and I'm still not thrilled with the Harry Ginny combo <laughs> but it's just that was like you know how there's always that young kid that wanders off and gets into trouble when no one is paying attention she's kind of reminded me of carl from the walking dead like i was just gonna say that she's like the carl for the harry potter series it's like damn it carl like <laughs> don't walk away don't wander off <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't care for her uh, the, for part of that initial one, um, for just being so stupid and getting herself into trouble. I liked her as she got older. As she got older, I liked her more. Yeah, as she got older, she definitely grew on me. I think I was probably of the team, the Harry Hermione team. No, I like Harry with Jenny. And I like Hermione with Ron because she needed... Hermione and Ron needed to be, they, they had that good chemistry where he needed to balance her out to keep her from being so serious. Yeah. No, it makes sense, and I understand it, but I just, I don't know. I am I guess I always, I'm one of those people that always feel like the hero gets gets the main girl, but, I mean, Ginny's one of the main girls, too, so. It, yeah, exactly. Sense. She is. She totally is. And I think she was a supportive enough for Harry that she was able to 
she he needed somebody who was going to be able to support her with all his demons and crap. Because, I mean, really, this kid has a lot of demons. He's a troubled soul. <laughs> He's got some baggage. Yeah, and she was going to be supportive enough to be able to handle his baggage and not try to solve his baggage for him. Because if you figure with Hermione, she would try to solve the baggage for him. She yeah. would want to fix everything. And there's just some things in life you can't fix. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I also, I mean, in the crazy world of coincidence that, you know, at the first book he gets on the train and he sits in the car with Ron and they become friends. Like, what an amazing family the Weasleys are to just take this kid in, like. Yes. I hope that one day when we have little ones or in general in life that we could find and I've seen as the Weasleys mm -hmm. in our home. Where we can we can take in the straight friends and things. Because really, I mean, yeah, Arthur worked in the Ministry of Magic, so maybe they would have been targeted eventually at some point in time. But mm -hmm. they may have gone, flown under the radar for the whole thing if Harry mm -hmm. hadn't been around. Yeah. Poss possibly, but I think uh, Mr. Weasley, I think he had a few things up his sleeve. I think he would, because he was part of Dumbledore's army initially. That's He was part of the Dumbledore Rebellion, and I think he would have seen stuff going wrong, and I think he would have, he, he would have got stuck his neck out. I don't think he would have stuck his neck out as much as he did during these um, movies. Are these books? But he totally would have. He sold. The Weasleys would have. Yeah, they would have. But, I mean, that's a pretty incredible thing. Like, I, you know, I read these books about ordinary people thrown into extraordinary circumstances and, you know, stepping up and doing what's right. I, I don't know if I have that strength of character. I don't know if I would... <laughs> Yeah, we never know, truly know, until we've actually been put in that situation where would we actually do this kind of thing. I'd like to think that I would. Yeah, me too. Part of me, part of me doesn't. Like, I'm quick to whip off the phone when it comes to calling 911. I'm totally that person who will do that. <laughs> I was I was driving when where my office is. You have to drive past it, make a U-turn, and then go back into the office. Uh, and so I was at the, this, the intersection to make the U-turn, and there was this car, like, oh, I could see it was like to the left of me in the intersection. Mm -hmm. And the car starts to go, and this old man just comes somersaulting out of the car. And within, like, 10 seconds, I had my phone up, and I was on 911 because <laughs> this old man was falling out of the car. And then the granddaughter or daughter is in the driver's seat yelling at him. And he gets up, walks back into this car. And it was the weirdest thing in the world. And I was like, oh, oh, never mind, officer. You're fine. You're fine. But he's okay. False alarm. He's okay. <laughs> he got it. Yeah. But it was so fast. I was just like, Phew. well, and the phone was in my purse. It wasn't even like in the cup holder next to me. This is because you're a safe driver. Yes, I'd like to think so. I love getting Other than the... I'm just a little tattletale. I love getting the auto texts. The I'm driving right now. I'll text you back later. 
Well, yeah, that, that automatically comes on on my phone now, but at least it's not smug like some of the others one, ones are. There's, I have a friend who, who has one, and she's like, I'm driving right now. If you can, I'll talk to you later. It's worth the wait. Oh. And I was like, wow, your auto response is kind of smug. I think that's Sprint. I think I remember um, having that, too, when I was with Sprint. But... Anyway, I don't, I just don't know, like, the random side people, like Luna. Mm -hmm. Luna is probably one of the most underrated characters in that whole thing. It's so funny, I have a friend who loves, loves, loves Luna. She, the Luna's her absolute favorite character. She is Ravenclaw because Luna is Ravenclaw. She's all about Luna. I just, I love her. She's so, she doesn't care. She's like totally DF what people think of her. She's just going to do her own thing. But mm -hmm. she always, like not once did she waver on where her loyalties lied, laid, lied. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and she like, she took care of her dad because her mom died when she was little. And she's just, I just love her. <laughs> One of the great things about these, the series is that the, there's no sub character too small. Mm -mm. I mean, you get, I think the only ones that we don't get too much of a backstory on are Craven and Boyle, which in the books you get a little bit of their backstory. But they're the dumb dogs. That's really what they announced. Yeah. I would have liked, and, and this could be on Pottermore. Um, I haven't explored that website fully. Um, some backstory on the um, founders of each house. Like, you got some of, of the Grey Lady in um, the Deathly Hallows, mm -hmm. just because her tiara was one of the horcruxes. But I don't remember really hearing anything about the other founders of the houses. Salazar Slytherin was in one of the books. I forget which one. But his backstory was in the books because um, Tom Riddle actually is a descendant from of Salazar Slytherin. He, um, he descended from the house line and the family basically squandered and became, went from being really, really rich to being white trash mobile home people basically, and the daughter fell in love with this rich muggle, well, a handsome muggle, and when she got knocked up, the muggle was like, well, I'm never going to marry you, you're not worth it, and then because the dad was a muggle, the family didn't accept Tom Riddle, and that's how Tom Riddle ended up in the, um, in the home. So that so we get a little bit more of a story with the Slytherin line. But and because there was that ring. That's where the ring came from. Because mm -hmm. I was a family heirloom. And somehow Tom ended up with that one piece of family heirloom. But yeah, I would love to see more. I would love to see how Hogwarts came to be. Like with Godric and with um I forget the Hufflepuff uh lady. Yeah, I don't remember either. Hufflepuff is so yeah. underappreciated. 
I shared a video on my friend's timeline. Um, oh, Eddie Re uh, Ray Redburn, the guy who's the main character in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. My friend's a Huff very proud Hufflepuff. So he did a very impassionate um, ode to the Hufflepuff house. And apparently oh. The Rock is a Hufflepuff. What? Say that again? The Rock is a Hufflepuff. Is he really? Apparently. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I would not picture him being Hufflepuff. I would expect him to be Gryffindor. Especially with that charm, that trademark charm. Either Gryffindor or Slytherin. Um, Helga Hufflepuff. There you go. Helga Hufflepuff. Yeah, it would be nice to see the, a backstory, whether it be in book form or movie form, to see how these houses came together. Well, I was just, just going to say something about... Oh, I would have liked to see more about Tom Riddle before he became Voldemort. And let's just... Okay, so he got I Am Lord Voldemort out of Tom Marvel Riddle. Marvelous Riddle. Mar yeah. Whatever his name is. Hey, my house, what, I know. What, what kind of like... Did he just look at the letters that were left over after I Am Lord and went... The hell can I make up with these letters? Let's just play around and see what happens. He's Voldemort. He's an evil genius. He just <laughs> wished to flicked his wand and something cool came out of it. His alter ego. It's like Boggle. He just like, boom, Voldemort. That sounds pretty boom. kick ass. Exactly. Just one boom. I am Voldemort. Hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that would be really interesting to see. Because, I mean, you know, we kind of got a little bit about Tom Riddle in the orphanage and then various parts. But I would really love, I mean, if we're, if we're going to get saddled with three more Twilight books that are this time told from Edward's point of view. They're seriously still coming out with those? Yeah. They're not going to do one. They're going to do two more of those? I think so. I could be wrong. I know that they're the first one for sure, but I thought the first one the first one happened, and I thought it was so horrible that everybody was like, "What the fuck?" I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. But all right, if but she came out with another book, I saw it at Costco because yeah, they have quality books at Costco. Sometimes um, it was called The Chemist, and I was like, "Huh." So she came out with another book. And maybe, maybe there, maybe it's just the one. But all right, if we have to have one more Twilight book told from Edward's point of view, we should we have, have another freaking Tom Riddle book. We could have a Tom Riddle book because mm -hmm. I'm nice. such a huge character for such a major part of the entire series. We know very little about him. Mm -hmm. And me. I must take something away from my puppy. Okay. And I'll just continue, because... Yes. I've got it. It was quick. It oh. was... Um, she got her paws on what once was the handle of one of our um, laundry baskets. Oh, see, River has gotten into the chewing phase, so uh -huh. three of Lily's dolls have, like, mangled arms now and no hands. So When I was a kid, I had a cat who used to do that to my Barbies. 
and I called it the, I, I named it, I had a disease name for it. They had the, uh, was it the Tigger disease? Because that was my cat's name. <laughs> it was an incurable disease that they contracted, and their hands were completely disfigured for life. That sounds like um, really intense. <laughs> it was. For a child. I yeah. Yeah, it was a horrible disease. We're talking like smallpox level disease. It sounds painful too. <laughs> it kind of was. Poor Barbies. May they rest in peace. Seriously. <laughs> so, and I've noticed that the Goblet of Fire wasn't very high for either of us. Goblet of Fire was third on my list. Oh, it was um, okay. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't too impressed. I liked the idea. Like there's so so many potential, so much potential for shoot offs and and more books because I would have loved to learn more about the other schools. Mm -hmm. um, you got to see that there was a world outside of the magic world of of England. Yeah, and that yeah. was cool. And you got to see Hermione actually have a relationship with a boy where she wasn't taken for granted. Mm -hmm. um, you have the Death Eaters emerge, and Florida the Cure. I like her. I like those girls. <laughs> House of France, but they were. I liked her, and I like her, and I like her relationship with Bill, particularly I after love that. that. Yes. I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole book was is when she's she's caring for Bill and from. Molly hasn't quite accepted her as part of the family yet. She still doesn't trust her. And they're fighting over who's going to take care of him. And she was, and Molly actually makes the comment of, you're probably not going to love him now because he's all mangled. And, and Flora's like, of course I love him. I'm still going to love him. I've always loved him. Oh, and then they just, cool. they bond over their mutual love of, of Bill. And so that was what I found out as being quite lovely and wonderful in the story. But I like the fact that they're actually tested. There are these tests that they have to accomplish. And it's more than just the um, the tests for the Sorcerer's Stone. They actually get to the Sorcerer's Stone. This was Harry being tested against everybody else and himself. It was like a, it was like Wizarding Olympics. And I love the Olympics. <laughs> well, I mean, the Olympics are a thing in my home. Yeah, it's really what it was. And, like I used to do um, international potlucks for the Olympics, where everybody had to bring a dish from the host nation. Mm -hmm. This year, I was going. I went to Fiji, and the Olympics are going on during our anniversary, and they were finishing up right when we got back, so I couldn't do it this year. But I might do it again for Winter Olympics. I just. It was a good story. I liked the story, but I feel like for me, even though it tied in at the end, it just kind of like detoured from from the main thing, from you know Voldemort and what ev the whole series was leading up to. Even though it totally tied into it at the end, and you you know you learned uh, that Scabbers was um, what's his face. Mm -hmm. Which I love that. I, I'm curious. I don't know if I've ever read anything about her knowing. No, Scabbers was, um, was in Prisoner of Azkaban. Was he? Yeah, that was Prisoner of Azkaban when you yeah. find that out. I'm, I'm and, getting them um, all, all blurred together. 
In Goblet of Fire, that's the one where you have, um, oh, Mandingus, whatever, with a creepy weird eye. Um, you have him, and then you have Bartleby Crouch. Yeah, that's name. right. That's right. I had my bad guys mixed up. Yeah, because you see, I love Bellatrix. <laughs> she is my favorite character in the Harry Potter world. Because she is just that crazy bitch that I always aspire to be. <laughs> and in my world, um, Bartleby's son, which I'm assuming is called, his name is Bartleby Jr., mm -hmm. played by the wonderful, wonderful, oh. wonderful David Tennant. See, he that was my question. Yeah, and they're actually dating in the Harry Potter world. They were like a thing. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> this is perfect. I loved it. It's like it's meant to it's be. Like, it is. It totally is. That's okay. Ryan's the Bartleby to my Bellatrix. Oh, you guys. I know. We're that weird, cute, married couple. See, Rich doesn't know anything about Harry Potter. Like, I don't, he's he never, he, I know he's never read the books. He's maybe watched one or two of the movies, but I, don't know, I have to try. You need to enter that boy. I know. I try to, you know, suggest movies, but he falls asleep in the first five minutes of any movie, so I have to stop trying. Oh, those people are the worst. I know. You know so many people like that. It's like, come on, these movies are great. I'm like, yeah. I'm the kind of person, I love movies. Absolutely love movies. I wasn't really encouraged to like movies growing up. You know, I used to babysit for this one family, and they just had VHSs of like three movies per VHS plus they had like star stars and cinemax and HBO So when the kids went to bed, I was like, okay, what movie am I gonna watch tonight? And I'd stay up until like 1 2 o'clock in the morning just watching movies It was the best thing in the world and I love movies. I can quote. there's some movies that I can quote like verbatim like For me the movies that I can quote Princess Bride and Talladega Nights. <laughs> For and me, I it's NASCAR. Can't stand NASCAR, but I love me some Ricky Bobby. For me, it's Clueless and My Cousin Vinny. Oh, those two. Same here. I can quote, love My Cousin Vinny. I was actually in an acting class, and I had to do Marissa Tomei's uh, monologue. The deer one. Yeah. The bi no, the biological clock is ticking one. Oh. That's, that was my monologue. I actually chose that one. That's an oh she, she she won an Academy Award for that movie, I think. Yeah, she did, and well deserved. Yeah, she was beautiful in that movie. She's just hysterical. Yes, and she knew stuff about cars too, which made her even better. Yeah, I can quote her entire testimony about cars. I don't know what I'm saying, but I can say it. <laughs> Kelly sounds smart to a boy. I think we were talking about um, pause, traction, pause, attraction, whatever, however you say it. Rich said that, and I don't think he realized what was happening. But I said, oh, I know what that is. It's a limited split differential that distributes the weight equally between the, light, the right and left tires, right? <laughs> his face. What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's talk about tire marks now. I got this. 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I learned what axles were was because of Emily. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that movie in so long. Same here. Now, yeah, I know you haven't read much of our book. No. This week. It's been a rough week. But yeah, we did have some project. But you're gonna have to binge but, read after your yes. project. Because Scott is joining us next Wednesday. I'm so excited. And the book totally ties in with the Harry Potter stories. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you have the man. You, know, you as at this point, you we all understand that the doorway that she walks through to get to 18 something or other is a magic doorway. There, I mean, there's no real scientific explanation for it. It's a magic doorway. I want a magic door. Me too. A time traveling door. Yes. That'd be awesome. So, what I the the one storyline that I am dying to know how it ties in is the captain, the little street urchin person, like who is it? Her? Is it her from a different time? And I don't know it is. <laughs> It it's not fair. <laughs> I've been reading if I know. I know. I might. I think I can't work at night very well. Like my brain is too fried after the whole day. So I do some work, but I think tonight I'm going to stop and I'm going to read after this because I, I have a lot of reading to do. And I only had half a glass tonight, so I can actually stay up and do it. <laughs> now, where, where where did you leave off in the book? So do we know what? Now we know that Annie is David's daughter, and we know that um, the bad guys know that Elle uh, was there. And was and which hotel she was staying at. Um, I don't know if they know where she's from, but they just they found the note in um, David's house from the concierge that she dropped. And we know that uh, Christian and Edmund have had their first date. Mm -hmm. okay. And we know that Annie has cancer. Yes. Which so we know that um, the Annie's dad is a magician. Mm -hmm. So up until this point, we take for granted that magicians are just illusionists. But maybe, just maybe, they might not be. Huh? I think. Oh, and I I remember I read about like that weird dream that she had with the the like shaman or. Uh, wizard guy from the Indian tribe that was like, oh, we've been waiting for you. You're the key. So she's the key for something. We don't know what. You know what. I don't know what. I need to refresh my memory on what. I need to go back and read that part on that. So it's it's starting to pick up. Not that it was it, not that it was boring, but it's starting to the momentum is starting to build. Mm-hmm. So that's a busy yeah, week ahead of exciting. Yes. So I do believe we are approaching our hour. 
We are, I believe, since we started, yeah, we have, because we technically started right about this time. So, check us out on podcasts.com, and that's podcasts, with an S at the end, dot com. I have all of our episodes are on there, so you can listen to us on there. You can see, listen to us on Google Play, and I keep saying that we're going to do iTunes, but... That requires me actually having my laptop and my wallet in the same place to set up my account. And that is never a good thing. <laughs> um, because Amazon is, book, is just one click away and then all of a sudden you're ordering books. All of a sudden I'm ordering books and half a pinky. So, <laughs> <laughs> well. yeah, never a good thing. Um, so eventually that's going to end up happening. But you can get us on Google Play. You can get us on podcast.com. And, of course, on YouTube. Everything is also on YouTube as well. Yes. And what do you have that's coming up for you, Michelle? Anything new and interesting? Um, well, I will be sharing my capstone project on pop, pop, bleh, pop culture cosmos once it's done, or most of it. I won't, I'm not going to include one part, but that's really my life right now. Um, and then Thanksgiving, my mom's flying in on Monday. Oh, fun. And that means I have to clean. <laughs> and I have a free pair of jeans from Target that I have to go pick up. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> For me, I'm going to be, um, on Saturday, I'm going to be going to the Italian American Museum in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing some research for my NaNoWriMo book. So right now, for me, it's all about NaNoWriMo and trying to find time to get some articles in for both uh, creating her story. And I've got a, uh, a guest post up on there. It's been kind of dark on there since NaNoWriMo started because I haven't had time for both. And I've got a really good book going, and I'm wanting to keep the momentum up on that. Um, but I do plan on having some bios come up on creating her story. And I got my Scout Trooper outfit. Um, I saw. At least not the whole thing. I got the hard pieces. Mm -hmm. So it was funny when I was on Pop Culture Cosmos and I was talking to Gerald. He's like, so it comes in pieces? <laughs> that all just came in one piece, one, one big thing already assembled. I was like, oh, no, no. Um, it's all in pieces. I have to assemble this baby on my own with my husband's help because there's no way I can get some on. <laughs> so... Yeah, he's the professional. He did this for his own, and he. I told him for the for the hard pieces, he's going to be doing the bulk of the work. So I'm afraid of screwing it up. True. So that's True. that's all him. Um, so it's going to be a couples project, and so I'm going to be writing about that on Pop Culture Cosmos. So keep an eye on that. Yes, a lot of exciting things, and I I'll be able to start writing a lot more. Just after this weekend, one more weekend to get through. Yes, and you're a very good writer, so it's it's fun to see, great to see idea of uh, seeing you out there writing and everything. Oh, thank you. Yes, for those of you who don't know, I had actually stopped writing for a while. I got really frustrated. I tried to do the fiction writing uh, quite a long time ago, and I just stopped altogether. Just stopped writing and. Michelle and I, as you all know, we worked together, and we kept passing books back and forth. And then, I don't know, I started kind of writing again a little bit, and I shared something with her. 
and she was just like, oh my God, you need to write. Why aren't you writing? You need to be writing. And every day it was, have you written more of the story? Why haven't you written more of the story? <laughs> you need to write more of the story. And you need to be a writer. You need to be writing. And so finally she got me back into actually being a writer. So I don't, I wouldn't have had my blogs and wouldn't have been working on Pop Culture Cosmos if it wasn't for Michelle. I can be quite annoying when I want to be. Yeah, you're a positive nag. It's wonderful. <laughs> so now, yeah, after she gets finished with her schoolwork stuff, I get to nag Michelle and be like, why aren't you writing? You need Yay. to be writing. I need a positive <laughs> nag. That's probably like the nicest. You can, you can put that in a dedication in your book to me. You can just say, to the positive nag, and I'll know. <laughs> and you'll know, and everybody listening to this will know. Yes. So everyone has to listen to it, so everyone will know. Yes, my acknowledgments page for the first book I publish is going to be like 20 pages long. <laughs> I already know this going into it. True story. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Well, you have a wonderful week. Now, next week, don't forget to join us on Wednesday night. Yes. We will be airing on Wednesday, the 23rd. Yeah, the 23rd. I have to think for a second. Because uh, the 24th is Thanksgiving, so we'll be uh, meeting with Scott, which is weird because it's going to be, it'll be 8 o'clock our time, and that we'll be airing, and, but it'll be 5 o'clock on Thursday New Zealand time. And people say time traveling doesn't exist. Right? Will he have a picture with Scott? Or will he be in the past, stepping into the past through the doorway? We'll have to get his opinion on that when he joins us. Oh, I bet he'll he'll love talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be our first question. <laughs> and everyone, um, have a wonderful evening and have a wonderful week. Yes, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Keep reading. Bye.